He so richly and rightfully deserved, but this is the day that the Lord has made. If you're able, you ought to rejoice and be glad in it. Let me try that one more time. If you're able, you ought to rejoice and be glad in it. Let me try that one more time for the Holy Ghost. If you're able, you ought to rejoice and be glad in it. As we prepare to worship our God this morning, we want to welcome each of you for joining us in our worship experience. If you're watching us on Facebook, Vimeo, YouTube, or engaging in one of our live chat rooms on our church website, welcome to St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to meet you. So do this favor for us. If you're watching us on Facebook, serve, share on your personal timeline, tag those you want to invite. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to our channel and text the link to this worship of this worship experience to your personal network. And if you're in the chat room on our church website, click the invite button in your chat window to share this experience with others. And also, also, if you're on our various social media platforms, put in the location where you're watching us from. We want to give you a shout out and appreciate you being here. Amen. Even take some pictures if you want to. We would thank God for your presence. And if you are a first-time guest watching us online, just put in the chat you are a first-time visitor. We want to send you a private message to thank you for your time. The Reverend Dr. D'Angelo Dio is going to come. He's going to lead us as far as our worship experience is concerned. Let's give God praise. Good morning, St. Paul. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I shall not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is seeking sand. If you know this to be your truth, give God some praise this morning. If you know that we serve the God that is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and everything in between. If you know that we are loved by a God that has been better to us than we could ever be to ourselves, you know that we serve a God that is making a way out of no way. That God richly and rightly deserved this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. If you feel it in your body, your mind, and your spirit, join the choir for our opening hymn. 
God, send a word, God, that will get us through the week ahead, God. God, send a word, God, that will remind us of our tenacity and resilience as the children of God. God, be with us today and always. God, send a mighty word this morning. God, send a word this morning, God, through our pastor. Let his words be your words, God. Work through him and use him this morning, God, so that someone will shout out, I yield, I yield. Why must I yield? God, we give you a preemptive praise, knowing that this prayer has already been answered. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the blessed Holy Spirit. Amen.
Son, oh Lord, we praise you. We praise you. To the going down of the same, Lord, we praise you. We praise you. You are the true and living God, Lord, we praise you. We praise you. And now we bless your holy and righteous name, we praise you. We praise you. New mercies, every day we praise you. We praise you. You saved me from my sin and from myself. We praise you. And now I've got to tell somebody else. We praise you. Give them praise. Give them praise. We praise you. For he's worthy. Worthy of the praise. We praise you. He's worthy. Worthy of glory. We praise you. He's worthy. Worthy of honor. We praise you. Give them praise. Give them praise. We praise you. I need some folks who don't mind giving to God the praise that he so richly and rightly deserve. Let me try this again. If you know that God has done more than you deserve, you ought to give him a praise right now. The Bible says, the Bible says we were created to give God praise. And if you know that God has blessed you beyond measure, he deserves a praise right there. Amen. Amen. We can cheer for the Panthers. We can cheer for the Hornets. But we ought to give God the very best praise that we have. Thank you to our singing, our uh, ensemble that have blessed us as far as their gift of song is concerned this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We want to welcome you, of course, to the St. Paul uh, Baptist Church and to our church experience. We thank God for you. Um, I am still trying to recover from hanging out with the bros. Clave three, Robert Scott zero. That's the score right now. Amen. Clave has got me, but it, we are certainly delighted to have the brothers of the Omega Psi Phi fraternity in Charlotte, North Carolina. Amen. Amen. And we thank God for them. Some of them, some of them are here. Some of them are making their way to church and some of them ain't going to come. Uh, but uh, it is so good to be. I never will forget 20 years ago was my first conclave after I had crossed and I came to church here. And your pastor, my good friend and brother, Dr. Gregory Keith Moss, told y'all to pray for me. And 20 years later, the, the result is still the same. Pray for your pastor. Amen. 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 But it has been a wonderful time. We've elected a new boss, grand bossless as well as getting ready to elect new officers today to uh, uh, assist him. And so it's been a wonderful show. And I'm going to ask uh, for all the brothers of uh, Omega Psi Phi fraternity, if you're in the house, would you just stand? I want to recognize you in the house. Amen. 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 Dr. Webb, good to see you, man. Good to see you. You just crossed. We getting ready to surround you after service. Amen. <laughs> we thank God for you. We thank God for you. There'll be some others that'll be joining us as well. Let me 
if I could, I want to share uh, some observations with you as we move through this worship experience. Uh, first of all, for the Charlotte Rescue Mission, we have raised eleven thousand one hundred and fifty-nine dollars toward our goal of fifty thousand dollars. We want to give lift to that particular entity as far as their work is concerned. Uh, they are building a $25 million facility to house persons who are overcoming uh, addiction. And so we want to do our part as a faith community to give lift as far as that expression is concerned. And uh, I've committed us to doing at least $50,000. So uh, we're well on our way. We are about $38,000 short. Uh, but I know that the generosity and graciousness of St. Paul will make that a working reality. Also, just want to mention that this uh, Wednesday we will have Kaya. Uh, and so the topic is going to be why God, uh, uh, part two discussion on why God allows certain things to happen is going to take place this Wednesday at 7 o'clock p.m. on our various social media platforms. Also, just want to remind you that uh, our annual church conference is going to be Saturday, August the 6th. Saturday, August the 6th, 9 o'clock a.m. You need to register to be part of that. It's going to be totally virtual, but it's going to take place at 9 a.m. That's where we will present, of course, our budget, uh, our financials, and, of course, lay out how we're going to be proceeding for this next fiscal year. On next Sunday, on next Sunday is our annual Youth Sunday, and our preacher will be uh, Minister Eric Edwards, Jr., uh, who is just doing a fantastic job as far as his own personal growth and development is concerned. I thank God for him. He's going to be sharing with us in our 10 o'clock service, and our youth will be in charge of the worship experience. Amen? Amen. There is... There's, um, one more thing I want to share with you all that uh, I believe is going to be a wonderful, wonderful blessing as far as our community is concerned. And uh, St. Paul, we're one of seven churches that have been selected in the Charlotte area to make this a working reality. Village Heartbeat Incorporated has a goal with mental health and wellness hubs to be a bridge for our community to quickly identify support for individuals in crisis and or needing services when it comes to mental health. To do this, seven churches have been selected where members from our community can access these needed services. And St. Paul is one of those seven churches. What will happen is uh, there will be someone that specializes in helping persons navigate mental health challenges. We will be the hub or a place where they will come and do telehealth. We're just supplying a room. We ain't supplying the service. Let me say that again. We're just supplying a room, a space. We're not supplying the service. The service will be supplied through Village Heartbeat Incorporated for persons who are trained to specialize in that particular reality. We're supplying a room. We're not supplying the service. So in agreeing to be one of the seven hubs, um, we will receive mental health first aid training. So me, as well as another designee, will be getting that insight. And it's going to be vital to help guide and identify people that are in mental health crisis 
and doing the immediate steps to connect them with the appropriate services that's needed. Now, let me say this again. We're not providing mental health, but we're being a bridge to help somebody get help. Amen. Amen. And you all know that that in this age, day and time, that uh, mental health challenges are real. And particularly in the African-American community, we've been rather scared or either dismissive of facing that challenge. But I'm here to let you know Jesus plus therapy works. Amen. All right, let me say that again. Jesus and you taking your medication works. And, and so, you know, you do your part and the Lord would do his part. And so um, we're one of seven churches. And here is here. Here is the crazy thing. And I want you to hear my heart. Uh, the state of North Carolina has provided a grant to Village Heartbeat uh, for over a million dollars to make this a working reality. If this goes well, if this goes well, and it's focused on African-American churches. But if this goes well, um, we can become the model for the rest of the state. Amen. Amen. And so um, uh, we're in the process of making sure that we have the facility, the capacity to make that a working reality. Uh, I have submitted uh, the memorandum of understanding to our church attorney. We're going to talk some things out to make sure that there is clarity as far as that is concerned so that we can execute that memorandum of understanding. And it's going to start August 1st, August 1st. And so uh, if you know of anyone that is facing some challenges when it comes to his or her mental health, St. Paul will be a place where they can come uh, meet with someone um, and be able to then be guided as far as that's concerned. And, and, And the age range, there is no age range as well as insurance requirement. There is no insurance requirement. So even if you don't have insurance, we're going to do what we can to help you and connect the dots for you. Isn't that a blessing? Now, of all the churches in Charlotte, we were one of seven. We were one of seven to be selected. And I, I, I am humbled that we were one of seven to to be selected to make this a working reality. So more information will be forthcoming. Um, but I wanted to share this with you all because I believe that this is a game changer uh, in our community here in the city of Charlotte. Amen? Amen. Amen. So as we move forward, let me just say... Um, We want to continue to remind you of how real this pandemic is. Um, This BA5 variant is not a joke. And we need for you to make sure you take care of yourself. So if you're not vaccinated, we want to strongly encourage you to become vaccinated. If you are vaccinated, get your boosters. Amen. Amen. If they come out with a third booster, I'm getting it. All right. Get your booster. While the shots do not keep you from getting COVID, if you happen to contract COVID, it will greatly mitigate hospitalization and death. So you need to uh, become vaccinated. All right. 
we're getting ready to transition into prayer. And as we get ready to transition into prayer, um, my good brother, uh, Reverend Hartman from Atlanta, Georgia, I asked him to come to the pulpit. He's going to lead us in prayer. The prayer concerns I want to share with you, the family of Sister Jennifer Thompson, daughter of Disciple Carol Thompson, um, and uh, the family of Brother Joe Craig, who is the nephew of Deacon Karen Archibald. Um, that family needs prayers. They have lost these loved ones. Uh, the family of Sister Sarah Copeland, who is the sister of Disciple Dolores Thomas and Wendell Stanton. Her services were Friday at the Rosedale Home of Funerals uh, here in Charlotte. Um, and on our hospitalization and sick and shut-in list, uh, Desi Wright, Wanda Hodges. We want to continue to lift up Deacon Tina Ross as she processes what she's dealing with as far as her illness is concerned. Fredricia Statton, and of course our pastor emeritus, Reverend Dr. Paul Drummond and his wife, Lady Thomasina. And there'll be other names that'll be scrolling up and down the list of our sick and shut-in that we want you to pray for individually and collectively. So, uh, Pastor Hartman, would you come and um, take us to the throne of grace? God bless you all. Let us go before God in prayer. Most gracious and eternal God, our Father, we come before you. Thanking you for your grace and your mercy that you have bestowed upon us. God, we come before you this morning with thanksgiving on our hearts. Father, to worship you in the spirit and in truth. God, we love you this morning, and we thank you for all that you have done in our lives. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him, heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. So, Father, this morning we come just to say thank you. Thank you for waking us up this morning and giving us an opportunity to use the activity of our limbs. Thank you for the blood yet running warm in our veins. Thank you for another opportunity that you come to give us the chance to praise your holy and righteous name. You have been good to us, better to us than we have been to ourselves. So, Father, we come before you, submitting ourselves before you. We come in a place of adoration and praise telling you thank you for all you have done even throughout this week and how you have allowed us to gather together in this sacred space to honor you with the fruit of our lips and with our hands lifted up in praise. Father, you have been so good and so merciful. You have looked beyond our faults and saw every one of our needs. And while we were yet enemies, God, you died for us. You sent your son over 2,000 years ago to be the sinless, spotless lamb to take away the sins of the world. So, Father, we come to acknowledge you, God. We come to exalt your holy and righteous name. We come to extol you. We come to lift you up on high. Oh, God, we thank you right now for this privilege and honor. What a privilege it is to come together corporately to acknowledge you, God. Father, we thank you for those who are going through, God. We ask that you would pray. We ask that you would bless the sick and the shut-in right now, God. That you would watch over their lives, God. Father, we know that healing is in your garment. And with your stripes, we are healed. So in the name of Jesus, all of the names that were called on this list, God, I pray your blessing over their lives. 
Father, I pray for a speedy recovery. I pray for renewing and refreshing in their lives. Father, we need you this day. And Father, we ask you to stop by St. Paul this morning. Let your presence rest on this place. Let your spirit saturate the atmosphere, God. Father, bring us into a place of unity and love with one another. This is how we know that we are your disciples if we have love for one another. And let the world see the love that we have for each other. Let the world see how we're able to operate together in unity. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garment. As the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessings, even life forevermore. So Father, have your way. Have your say this morning. Do what only you can do. Arrest our wandering thoughts. Bring us into a place of total obedience unto you. God, we give your name the praise today. And Father, I pray for my brother, Pastor Scott, as he comes forth to bring forth the word this morning. Use him in a mighty way. Anoint him from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. Let him preach with power and clarity that someone may come in and ask the question, what must I do to be saved? For this we give your name all the glory, all the honor, and all of the praise. For it is in your righteous, majestic, and magnanimous name, the only name that matters. It is in the name of your son, Jesus the Christ, we do pray. And every heart says amen, amen, and amen. If you know the Lord is blessing you, and if the Lord is answering your prayer, can you give God praise right now? Thank you, Pastor Hartman. Thank you so much for that prayer. It is time to give. It's time to give. It's time to give. It's time to give. And let's give God praise for the wonderful opportunity to partner with our God through our giving. I want to remind you, of course, that we uh, definitely want to meet the goal of $50,000 for the Charlotte Rescue Mission. There's a special place either on your offering or on our electronic giving capacities that you can give that. As we prepare to give, there are several ways you can give here at St. Paul Church. The first way is by mailing your check or money order to the church at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, 28205, or calling the church office to drop off your check, cash, or money order. But call the church office at 704-334-5309 to make sure someone is here to receive your offering. The second way you can give is through uh, Church Life or ACS. The third way you can give is through our app called Givelify. And if you don't have that app on your smart device, search your app store, download Givelify to your favorite smart device, search for St. Paul Baptist Church, connect it to your favorite credit card, and in three clicks, you can give. If you have a physical offering here in this space right now, uh, at the appropriate time, we will ask that you will place that physical offering in a basket on the road that is in front of you, and our receiving team will collect them. So however you're going to give this morning, if you're giving as far as electronic or even a physical offering, if you would place your offering in your right hand, we want to give God what's right, 
not what's left. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come and we thank you right now for the wonderful opportunity to partner with you in giving. And Lord, as we come and we give our tithes and offerings, for those that are practicing the discipline of giving tithes and offerings, bless them according to your word. For those that are giving something, God, bless them and increase their faith. For those, oh God, who feel like they don't have anything to give, as we say back in Mississippi, tenderize their hearts until they understand they can't beat you giving no matter how hard they try. God, take these gifts of ours and multiply them in a Godful way so that your word, your witness, your work, and your worship will go forth from this place and have impact on your community. It is in the name of Jesus Christ we pray and we claim it done. Let every heart that you believe say amen. If you have a physical offering, a paper offering, if you would, just place it in the basket in front of you. Our account team will receive it. God bless you and thank you.
that is able to keep you safe and sound deserves a much better praise than that. Because when you think about all the stuff that could have taken you out and you're still alive and you're still here and you're still standing and you still got a reasonable portion of your health and strength and you still got your right mind, I believe that type of God deserves the very best praise that you have. My God, my God. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate this awesome, incredible music ministry. Thank you so much for your gift of song. Uh, before I get started, I just want to share that we have um, uh, a few board openings on our board of directors. We're looking for a younger adult male between the ages of 25 to 35. Uh, that we can uh, uh, utilize as far as our board is concerned as well as two other positions. So we have three positions that we want to fill. The application should be online where you can fill that out. And if you're interested, we'll let you know about the times of interview. As we uh, prepare for the word of God, I want to, if I could, call your attention to Psalm 130. Psalm one. 30. And uh, from the King James Version, it reads like this, Psalm 130. Out of the depths, I've cried to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness in you that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, I do hope. 
My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is abundant redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. I want to preach for the time that is mine, the redeeming God. The redeeming God. If there is one thing I want you to take away from the message this morning, it's this. God has not forgotten about you. This is probably the best news for someone who has had to deal with a day, a week, a month, or a year from hell. You didn't know whether you were going to make it or not. You didn't know whether you were coming or going. And as a matter of fact, there are times when in the moment of your silence, you really wondered if anybody cared. And... If you're honest, you really wondered if God cared. You wondered if God is powerful enough, sovereign enough, majestic enough, omnipotent enough to navigate you through this dark moment. You're questioning if you're going to make it. And I'm talking to a few folks right now that find themselves in a tough spot, dealing with overpowering temptations excruciating pain, pathetic finances, broken homes, depressing moments, unfulfilled jobs, and a dismal outlook until you really wonder if life is worth living. Admittedly, you're in a tough spot and you've been there for a while. Can I press the tension for a moment? Have you ever been in a situation so ugly, so horrific, so depressing, until the only person who could get you out was God. <laughs> Dr. Kadri, I'm not talking about God paying a bill. I'm not talking about God healing your body, but I'm talking about a place so dark, so dismal, until you did not know that you were going to make it, but by the grace of God, you are here this morning. I want to submit that I believe I'm talking to somebody that, that if I'm on your street, just say amen. You know you've come through many dangers, toils, and snares. The mountain was too high. The valley was too low. The path was too rough. The way was too uncertain. The sky was too cloudy. The enemies were too many. Your friends were too few. The bills were too much. The money was too funny. The change was too strange. The Bitcoin was too uncertain. The problem was too hard. The concerns were too great. And you discovered your feeble resources, your education, and your folks were too insufficient to give you breathing space so you could regroup and come up with another plan. Who am I talking to right now that discovered 
that regardless of how much education you have, regardless of the connections of the community you have, regardless of the group you belong to, you discover none of that stuff could help you where you are right now. And perhaps, perhaps the reason you're enduring all the hell that you're dealing with and not coming up with a solution is because you're trying to find the answer in your stuff. When Jesus is really saying you need to really follow me. I ain't talking about follow me on social media. But I'm talking about follow me as a disciple where you take up your cross daily and deal with the struggles of living on this ghetto called earth. The daunting task before all of us is trying to make sense in a world that is going to hell in a handbasket. There is nothing and there is nobody that you could really count on in today's culture. The institutions we thought we could depend upon like the school and the government and even the church have failed us like quicksand. Financial markets have created such instability until the whole world is topsy-turvy when it comes to the economy. Gun violence and mass shootings have become so frequent until some of us have become desensitized. Family systems are falling apart and uh, T.D. Jakes, it ain't because sisters have a job. White supremacy is trying to take its last breath in this nation. And this country is imploding day by day because of culture wars and the political divide. Schools have become the breeding ground for postmodern bullying through texting and social media. And we no longer develop face-to-face -face relationships, but think that if we got 400 friends on Facebook, that we're popular. And our time with God is shallow at best. The only time that some of us actually pray is when we're getting ready to have a meal and all we say is God is good, God is great. Thank you for the food I'm about to receive. The people of God are in a tough spot right now. But I'm here on a divine pastoral assignment to let somebody know that God has not forgotten about you and me. As a matter of fact, somebody needs to know that God knows exactly where you are. God knows what you're going through. God knows what's bothering you. God knows what's harassing you. God is monitoring each and every step day by day. That's why David says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Therefore, this message has to be preached because we can be like our biblical ancestors. We can be like the children of Israel who doubted God's daily care for them. We can be like the children of Israel who did not listen to their leaders and to the judges and to the prophets who were sent to give them the wonderful promises of Jehovah. God's people can, unfortunately, find themselves in a dark place at an empty table, hanging out at waterless wells. Someone is waiting for God to do something to let you know that God hears your cry, understands your problems, empathize with your pain, and will wipe away your tears. But the person I'm talking about in the text right now is not some reprobate. 
The person I'm talking to in the text right now is not someone who does not know who God is. I'm not talking about fair weather Christians. I'm talking about somebody who knows what it means to be in a relationship with God, but you messed up, you've fallen short, and now you think because you messed up and fell short that God has left you hanging when everything in your life is falling apart. I don't know to whom I'm speaking, but I'm here to let you know right now that even when stuff fall apart and even when you fall apart we serve a God that can't fall apart and, and, and here's, here's Dr. D'Angelo here's what happened with so many of us when stuff start falling apart we fall apart church attendance falls off reading the Bible falls off giving an offering falls off fellowshipping with the saints fall off. You stop reading your Bible, you don't want to give God any praise, and you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. You believe that everything and everybody has turned against you including God. But you want to know why you feel that way? Because your sins have gotten the best of you. Uh oh, I just said a bad word. Uh, We love to talk about blessings, but we don't want to talk about our stuff. Sin has gotten the best of you. And don't look so cute and so sedity like you're all that in a bag of chips because all of us from the choir stand through the pulpit to the back door have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And and what the devil will do, the devil will use one of his instruments known as guilt to harass you like the neighborhood bully. You do know Satan is your enemy. And the reason that Satan is who he is is because Satan is known as the accuser. And what Satan will do is always try to bring up your mess before you so you won't do anything to overcome your mess, but so you will wallow in your mess and you think there's no relief in sight. But I'm here to let about five of y'all, I'll make six know that God is still in the soul saving business. That the God we serve is still in the delivering business. That the God we serve is still in the healing business. That the God we serve is still in the redeeming business. Who am I talking to right now that need to know God has not forgotten about you and he's getting ready to come get you out of your hell hole right now? I really wish I could preach this thing the way that I feel it. Redemption. Redemption. Redemption means to buy back something. Redemption means to take something off the market. This is what the psalmist is wrestling with in Psalm 130. We, We don't know who the author is, but we can resonate with the author's feeling. The author is dealing with the everyday experiences because he knows what it feels like To have God seem like God has left you hanging. And I know, and I'll be honest, I'll admit, there have been times I felt like God has left me hanging. When God didn't answer the prayer the way I wanted it. When God did not move when I wanted God to move. And I believe I'm talking to some of you all who can testify there have been times, if you're honest, that you thought God left you hanging. Uh, When the marriage went south, 
when the cancer came out of nowhere, when, when, when you caught a case, when you got severely ill, when the burden got too heavy, you felt like God left you hanging. The psalmist reminds us how life can bring inner turmoil to the soul where sooner or later we got to deal with our mess in a decisive manner before our mess mess over us. This song, this, this psalm is a song of repentance and it's also a song of redemption. Praise is being offered because the author knows he's messed up. The author knows he's fallen short. But the author does not know how to fix his stuff. And so it's the belief that the Jews would use Psalm 130, watch this, to confess their sins, seek God's forgiveness and blessing as they make their way to the sanctuary. I'm going somewhere with this. It serves as an example to all of us how we need to come to the house of, of the Lord with a sense of repentance and thanksgiving. Because whether we want to admit it or not, during this past week, we have sinned and did something God did not want us to do. During this past week, we didn't do what the Lord wanted us to do. During this past week, we sinned and thought word of the... I don't know why y'all looking at me like that because y'all get on my reserve nerves thinking you ain't never messed up since you've been saved and since you've been blood bought and since you've been holy. I really wish I had some real church folks in the house that know you are saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and you still will cut somebody out. And you'll still pull out a knife on somebody. And you still want to give somebody a cap. But you got to give God praise because you know he is a keeper even when you don't want to be kept. When, 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 when you listen to the words of this psalm, the psalmist is so serious because he knows he needs God's help. As a matter of fact, the psalmist has come to God because the bottom has fallen out of his life. And he has concluded that God, watch this, is more than able to redeem him. But in the meantime, until redemption comes, the psalmist has to wait on God. Can we be honest right now? How many of y'all know that it's real hard at times? to wait on God when you need God to move quick, fast, and in a hurry. Uh, President Pleasant, I know many of us wish that God would put into our smartphone the time and date God's going to move on our behalf. Some, some of us really wish that God would send us a text message saying deliverance is going to happen on Tuesday at 9 o'clock in the morning. Now, I know, I know with your saved, sanctified self, you love to quote Isaiah 40, 31. Uh, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. But if, can, can I be honest? Even quoting that gets old sometimes. Because you need God to move not tomorrow, not next month, but you need God to move in the next minute. 
But I'm here to let somebody know that you got to learn how to wait on the Lord because waiting time ain't wasting time because the God we serve cannot be manipulated by anything we do. God ain't going to move until God gets ready to move. But do I have a few folks in the house that know he may not come? Help me preach this thing. He may not come when you want him, but doggone it, he's always on time. What? 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 What can be done while we wait for God to redeem us? I need to remind somebody, it's right here in the text of verses 1 to 2. Know that God hears you. Uh huh. Now, I don't know about anybody else. But that's shouting news for me. When you cry out, your voice is not trailing off into dark space. God hears your cry. In Psalm 130, verses 1 and 2, this is known as a lament for the soul because he's in a dark place. And when you lament, you passionately express grief and sorrow in the church of 2022 we don't like to lament but lament is where you can be honest with God about what you're dealing with and about where you're going what you're going through because the God we serve can handle anything you bring to God's way God ain't got no issues with your question. God ain't got no issues with your doubts. God ain't got no issues with your fears. God wants you to bring all that stuff to God because God is saying, if you bring it to me, I'll snatch you right back in place. This, this, this is not, this is not, this is not, this is not some platitude, uh, uh, Pastor Hartman, about, you know, in the church, whenever we're dealing with something, Whenever we're going through a hard time, we always want to put on that proud Christian faith. Face, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. But there's some days you don't feel like rejoicing. And doggone it, there's some days you ain't happy. But I know I got a few folks around here that ain't afraid to testify. That when you lament, when you get real with God, when you get serious with God, you just got to let some stuff Sometimes you need to get by yourself, get in your quiet space, have you a good cry, tell God about all the mess you're dealing with because everybody around you can't handle your lament because they would have thought you lost your mind. But I got a few folks in the house that know had you not lamented, you would have lost your mind. It's that guttural cry from the essence of your soul saying, Lord, if you don't show up, I'm going to lose my mind up in here, up in here. The psalmist, the psalmist, the psalmist says, out of the depths, <laughs> I've cried to you. Uh, this is associated with a deep, dark place where the psalmist is right now. And he says, Lord, I need you to hear my voice. But what I like about the psalmist is he didn't turn to alcohol. 
He didn't go have him some Merlot. He did not go have him some Cavassier. He did not go have him some Jack Daniels. No, he did not go smoke some weed. He did not hit marijuana. He did not go get cracked. He turned to the Lord. Didn't medicate it. Did not medicate his pain. Did not try to sex his stuff away. He turned to the Lord. He didn't even try to eat his pain away. He didn't try to shop his pain away. He surrendered his pain to the Lord even in the dark moment of his life. He turns to God and said, Lord, if you don't show up, I'm going to lose my mind. Back in Mississippi, we used to sing and line this hymn where we said, Father, I stretch. My hands to thee no other help. I know if thou withdraw thyself from me, where shall I go? I'm here to remind somebody right now that the God we serve uh, hears your very cry. That's why we said have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your trouble. He hear our faintest cry and won't he answer? Help me preach this thing. When you feel a little prayer wheel turning and you know a little fire is burning, you will find a little talk with Jesus will make everything all right. Am I talking to anybody in here that know when you fell down on your knees to God, you weren't trying to be cute, you weren't trying to be flowery? Sometimes you just need to say, Lord, help me right now. And didn't God show up? And when he showed up, he showed out. Am I talking to anybody that know he will hear your cry? I'm glad that God hears me but then you ought to thank God for forgiving us boy y'all gonna learn how to shout on good bible y'all thank God for forgiving us listen this is where you and I need to shout because in verses 3 and 4 the psalmist says if God kept a record of our wrongs, nobody, none of us would be able to stand. Now, 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 President Pleasant, I got to challenge the psalmist on this. Got, got to challenge the psalmist on this because God is keeping a record. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, don't get it twisted. God, God, God's got a ledger running. Right now, everything we say, think, or do. All our deeds is being recorded in the book of life. So yes, Mr. Psalmist, God is keeping a record on the wrongdoing. And, and none of us in here got a chance. Paul says all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But at least the psalmist is thinking about his sins. And at least he's thinking about the God who forgives sin. Because in this text, in this section of the Pericope, there are only two alternatives. First of all, God will note every sin we commit. And God's going to hold us accountable. Uh-oh, see, this is where we go quiet. Uh, but the second is, God, here's the shout, knowing our sin, accepts responsibility to forgive us our sins. Watch this. God, check this out, accepts responsibility for something that God did not do. 
because God loves us so much and he wants to be in relationship with us that God knows that you and I can't fix the situation between us and God because sin is a deal breaker for God and God is saying if I'm going to fix this situation I'm going to have to do it myself even though I'm not the one responsible for the break in the relationship. God is recording our life and in the ledger of the book of life there are credits and there are debits and God is recording everything and I don't know about you but my account is so out of balance I got more debits than I do credit I got more stuff I have done wrong than I've done right the guilt is so heavy until that times I know I can't stand. But the psalmist gives us an alternative. And that alternative is God is a forgiving God. Now, I know why you can't shout. I know why you can't shout because you don't understand forgiveness in the terms of credits and debits. But here's what forgiveness is in the terms of credits and debits. That when God looks at our life account ledger and see our stuff is all out of whack. That if you and I had to pay God for all the wrongs we have done, that we would be so in debt that we could not pay God back for 10,000 lifetimes. And so what God does with our debits is that God through Jesus Christ justifies us and wipes out all our debts so now all we got is credit because of Jesus Christ. Somebody needs to give God praise because he looked beyond your fault. See, 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 I know why some, why the rest of y'all can't shout because you don't think you're in a mess. You don't think that you've never messed up. But how many of y'all know that God hears your cry and God comes with a forgiving heart and just when we think that God can't do it, he does it again. Aren't you glad that God has forgiven you even though you are saved? Aren't you glad that God has not held your mess, your past baggage, your trash against you? Aren't you glad that God has forgiven you again and 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 again? I don't know to whom I'm speaking with, but somebody ought to give God praise because you might be like me. I'm on my billion chance of the Lord giving me chance again and again. But watch this. I want to suggest, I want to suggest that our biggest sin may not be the wrong stuff we do. I want to suggest that our biggest sin may be the unbelief we portray. Because I know I'm talking to a few folks who don't think God is able. 
And so what God is saying to somebody right now, I'm trying to get you out, but you ain't wait on my help. I'm trying to get you out, but you didn't come for me for strength when you needed it. I'm trying to get you out, but you didn't accept my wisdom. You did not wait for me to work it out. So you went to family and friends to try to get it done. But I'm here to let you know that if you do what I tell you to do, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not into thy own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. What God is saying, you didn't call upon my name. You did not believe that you could rest in the shadow of my wing. You did not believe I was your safety. You took matters in your own hand. And now you find yourself in a bad place. But aren't you glad and hallelujah happy that the God we serve will even forgive you for doing what you thought you needed to do to get out of the mess you put yourself in when the God we serve is saying, I'm ready to get you out of your mess if you just bring your mess to me and put it in my hand. Am I talking to anybody in here that know you need to put whatever you're dealing with in the hand of God and watch God do what God does best? I'm I'm holding y'all too long. Let me get out of here. You need to then reflect on God's word to keep you. That's in verses 5 and 6. The psalmist says, as he waits on the Lord, his soul waits in God's word. Um, My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. This, This waiting for the morning is a depiction of somebody who is ready for the night to be over. That this is a person that's excited about a new opportunity. It's like your child who can't sleep the night before Christmas because she's excited about the new presents that she's gonna get on Christmas morning. However, while I'm waiting for God to deliver, I gotta reflect upon what God has already told me. The psalmist writes this statement And when he wrote this statement, all the psalmists had at that particular time were a few books of Moses and a few historical books. But they were more than enough to sustain him and keep him while he was waiting for God to redeem him. Well, you and I got more than just a few books. You and I got 66 books known as the Old and New Testament that makes up what we call the Holy Bible. And you and I got some promises in this book that ought to sustain you when you're going through your hell. Am I talking to anybody in the house to know you got the promise of being the head and not the tail? You got the promise of the first being last and the last being first. You got the promise that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You got the promise that by his stripes, you can claim your healing. You got the promise if God be for you, he's more than the world against you. You got the promise all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. You got the promise that you're more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ who loves you. Am I talking to anybody that knows you got some promises? You got the promise the Lord is my light.
and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me, they stumbled and they fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing that I desire of the Lord, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in the temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. In the secret of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set my foot upon a rock. You got the promise. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil and my cup runneth over surely can I get a surely praise right there I said surely can I get a surely praise right there I said surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever anybody know you got some promises ah I got one more thing that I need to drop on you then I'm done. Finally, 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 commit to the God who has redeemed you. I said commit or recommit to the God because God redeems you. Let me jaywalk this, slow walk this for a moment because you got to understand what real redemption looks like. Preach Robert Charles Scott. To redeem means to gain or regain possession of something in exchange for a payment. The psalmist says that in God there's abundant redemption. Boy, one day y'all gonna learn how to shout on Bible. And he says, and that God will redeem Israel from all its sins. Why would God want to redeem Israel? And why would God want to redeem us with all of our baggage? Because God placed something within us that he knows is worthy of redemption. God places love within us. And here's the shout for me. And God can pay the price because God can afford it. In my house, I do 90% of the grocery shopping. Um, that's 2022 version of going hunting. So I get some food for my family. And I, I go, go grocery shopping. And, and every now and then, I have a coupon. Yeah, I, I, I have a coupon for, for, for redemption. Now, the only way that I can redeem the coupon is that I got to have the stuff with me already taken care of 
as far as payment is concerned before I can redeem it. Because the coupon is replied to what you already have in hand to get a discount. I'm here to let you know that God will not redeem anybody or anything that God does not have a claim to. And I'm here to let you know right now that God's got a claim to all of us. That's why he sent Jesus to redeem us. There is abundant redemption in our God. I'm, I'm done closing the Bible. Helps me to finish. I'm, I'm done. Um, my daughter, Charis, who's in St. Louis with her grandparents, uh, when she was younger, used to have a book about a bear called Corduroy. I don't know if y'all know about Corduroy, but a book about a bear named Corduroy. Corduroy was in a store one day. Corduroy had on green overalls. But Corduroy had a button that was missing from his overalls. A little girl wanted to buy Corduroy, but her mama didn't want to spend the money on Corduroy because she had been shopping enough already. And plus, Corduroy wasn't in good shape because there was a button missing on his overalls. Uh, that little girl went home, went in her closet, she pulls out her piggy bank to take it to the store to buy Corduroy. This bear with green overalls with a button missing. That little girl broke her piggy bank to buy Corduroy the bear. She took Corduroy home. She found a button to sew on him and provided a place for Corduroy. Now I want you to know as I get ready to close, that's what God did for us in Jesus Christ. Y'all got to forgive me, but my Mississippi is slipping out. Uh, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm glad uh, that nearly 2,000 years ago that the God we serve broke the bank of heaven and paid our debts for our sins uh, on a hill called Calvary. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I got to thank God because I couldn't afford the debt. I got to thank God because I didn't have enough money in my bank account to handle the debt. But do I have anybody that ain't afraid to give God praise? Because God broke the bank of heaven on a hill called Calvary. That when they nailed the nails in Jesus' left hand, and they nailed the nails in his right hand, and they nailed the nails to his feet, God was paying the debt. When they stretched him higher, and they stretched him wide, God was paying the debt. But I thank God that Jesus stayed on the hill called Calvary. And the Bible says he died. Didn't he die? He died until the sun refused to shine. He died until the earth reeled and rock like a man drunk on Ciroc. He died until the stars fell from their silvery sockets. He died until the moon dripped away in blood. He died 
until the Roman soldier had to admit, surely this must be the son of God, but aren't you glad he paid our debt because they took your Lord and my Lord down from that old rugged cross. They placed him in a borrowed tomb and he stayed in that tomb all night Friday night. He stayed in that tomb all day Saturday. He stayed in that tomb all night Saturday night. But do I have a few Baptist folks? They ain't afraid to admit early one Sunday morning he got up with all power all power in his hand I need somebody they ain't afraid to shout that God will redeem you Jesse Dixon was right I am redeemed bought with a price Jesus has paid my whole life if anybody asks you just who I am tell them I am redeemed do I have anybody that know you're redeemed because the Bible says let the redeemed of the Lord say so if you know God has healed you you ought to say so if you know God has kept you you ought to say so if you know God has delivered you you ought to say so if you know God has forgiven you you ought to say so if you know God has blessed you you ought to say so let the redeem let the redeem of the Lord bless his name say yes say yes say yes 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 he's able he's able he's able he's able he's able to redeem you listen I wouldn't serve a God that could not get me out of trouble every now and then even for trouble I brought on myself that's that's the type of God we serve and and that's the type of God I want to offer to some man, woman, boy, girl in this place right now hear me, hear me well we're getting ready to do what I call as far as extending the invitation to Christian discipleship or to become a part of the church And if you're in here right now, if you're in here right now, we want you. That's a good one, Scott. You always so appropriate. Uh, I want to offer this opportunity for you to have a relationship with God by confessing your faith in Jesus Christ. I want to lead you in a short prayer online in the house. And if you repeat this prayer, for those of us who know God and the pardon of our sins, it's a reminder of that covenant relationship but if you're here right now and you don't know who he is or you're not sure about who he is and the spirit is prompting you I want you to move if you're watching us online we got special directions for you so bow your head and just repeat this prayer to me God I thank you for Jesus Christ who was the redeemer for our sins 
I believe you sent Jesus to die for my sins. I believe you raised him from the dead. And I believe one day he's coming back. But until then, send your Holy Spirit into my life. Forgive me of all my sins. Help me be the person you want me to be. In Jesus' name, I pray this prayer. Amen. Hear me and hear me well. If you prayed that prayer, you meant that prayer in your heart and your head. You meant that prayer in your mind and your spirit. You're sincere about that prayer. Guess what? Salvation is yours. You are not saved on your works. You're not saved on your money. You're saved by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. And if you have done that right now in the house, if you have done that right now in the house, I want you to do me this favor. Deacons, come on out into the aisle. Deacons, come on out into the aisle. If you have done that in the house, do God this wonderful favor. Would you just hold up your hand right now? If you just prayed that prayer, you're sincere about that prayer. You want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Would you hold up your hand? Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. If you got your hand up, I want you to hear me here. Hear me, hear me well. If you got your hand up, come on down right now. This is a brand new day for you. Come on down right now. Come on down right now. Come on down right now. I see one that's coming. Let's give God praise. Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? He is a redeemer. He's a forgiver. He's a keeper. He's a sustainer. Will there be another right now? Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? Can we celebrate? Can we celebrate the one that is coming? Can we celebrate the one that is coming? Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? Listen, if you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on the telephone, email us at connect at sbbcnc.org or call us at the church 704-334-5309. Leave your name and your number. By 5 o'clock tomorrow evening, somebody will get back with you, let you know what the next steps are. Amen. If you're watching us on Facebook on our website, in the chat box, type in salvation. Type in salvation. One of our digital ministers will reach out to you, let you know what the next steps are. Amen. Can we celebrate our sister that has come right now? Here's my second call. Here's my second call. If you're here and you're saying, Pastor, I'm saved. I already know who Jesus Christ is in the pardon of my sin. We celebrate you. But you're saying, Pastor, I don't have a church home. I'm not connected to a local fellowship. A disciple without a church connection is like a fish out of water. You're still a fish, but you're not in the right environment to grow, to develop, to become. I want to offer St. Paul to you because guess what? Am I offering St. Paul to you? I am offering an imperfect church with an imperfect pastor that serves a perfect God. Amen? And so, and so if you are in this space right now, you don't have a church home, I would love to be your pastor. These men and women would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. If you're here right now, you don't have a church home, you haven't been connected to a church, or you've been watching us online, and you showed up for a moment, and you saying, hey, the Lord is nudging me. If that's you, would you hold up your hand? Would you hold up your hand? You don't have a church home, you haven't been connected. Would you hold up your hand? Would you hold up your hand? Would you hold up your hand? Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. If you, have, if you don't have a church home, we would love for you to connect with us. Would you hold up your hand? Hold up your hand. 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 If you got your hand up, would you go ahead and come on down right now? We're not trying to sweat you, but we're just trying to give you that urge that the Lord will have for you. Will there be another? Will there be another? 
Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? Listen, if you're watching us on Facebook or on the website, just type in connect in the chat. One of our digital ministers is going to reach out to you, let you know what the next steps are, or email us at connect at sbbcnc.org or call us at 704-334-5309 and leave your name and number and somebody will reach out to you and let you know what the next steps are. St. Paul, can we celebrate our sister that has come? Oh, we can do a whole lot better than that. God bless you. Sister, I would normally give you a hug, but I'm going to do a fist bump. I'm going to do a fist bump. Welcome. I want you to do me this favor. This lovely lady right here, uh, that's one of our deacons. Wait, 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 wait. Don't leave too soon. She's going to take you to a place, going to get some information from you, let you know what the next steps are as far as becoming a part of our fellowship. And we're going to thank God for you. And we, you got a whole lot of new brothers and sisters now. So as our sister gets ready to leave, follow her. Can we give God a major St. Paul praise for her? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're getting ready to go. We're getting ready to go. We're getting ready to go. Um, let's stand on our feet. How many, how many cues do I have in the house? How many bros? Amen. Do me this favor. Brothers, brothers, hear me and hear me well. Brothers, hear me and hear me well. If, if you're here today, I want to feed you. Amen. I'm going to set you out. I want to feed you. So we're going to go to the gym for a meal. So I need to see how many brothers do I have because we got, we, got, we got enough to feed 50 of y'all. All right. All right. So, brothers, would you come down to the front and uh, uh, somebody on staff go help. Deacon Reggie, you'll, you'll take them. Amen. All right. All right. Yeah. And this even for the St. Paul brothers. Come on down. And, bring, and if you have guests, bring them as well. Bring them as well if you have guests. Amen. Amen. I see Dr. Pleasant, president of the California State Convention. God bless you. Hey, DeMarc, how you doing, man? My St. Louis chapter brother, amen. And my fellow DR, if, if, come on down, come on down. All right. Is that a brother? He coming to join church. Oh, that's Flavor Lee. Hey, bro, how you doing, man? Come on down, come on down. All right, all right, all right, all right. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. God, we thank you for, for an incredible worship experience. We thank you for being the God that redeems us, keeps us. And now God is prepared to leave from this place, but never from your space, never from your power and our protection. Keep us in your providential care until we're able to gather back together again and witness, word, work, and worship. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's close out with the doxology. Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Also, I just want to say to my staff, uh, if y'all are hungry, come on back. And choir, y'all done work real hard. Y'all come get you something to eat too. I'm going to feed y'all. God bless you. Amen. All right. Praise God, from whom all blessings flow.
lift up those hands in praise and adoration. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Ministers, you also are welcome to join us in the back as far as our staff ministers are concerned to get something to eat. God bless you. Be strong.